Welcome to the weekly podcast of the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. VOH Radio brings an in-depth understanding of the scriptures prophetically, rich revelation of the early church apostolic fathers, and biblical interpretation of the biggest news and political stories of our day. Take VOH Radio with you on the go. Listen on demand weekly. New programs released every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, TuneIn, and more. To partner with us, please go to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Or email us at radio at voh.church. You're listening to The Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. Blessings. I'm Mike Petro, and this is VOH Radio. You know, there's a, a lot of uh, understanding that we in the body of Christ really need to begin to press into. In my studies and looking at the early church and the early church fathers, uh, and again, when I say the early church fathers, I'm talking about the first couple hundred years in the church, really as we get further in, you know, around... 325, uh, which was the formation of the Roman Catholic Church, we begin to see uh, things begin to really change uh, from the teachings of the early church fathers. And so in that first few hundred years, first two, three hundred years, we really see this manifestation of Jesus in the in the believers. They The early church wasn't about just worshiping Jesus as in, you know, oh, what a wonderful person or the wonderful being Jesus is because of what he did for us. In reality, worship to them was surrendering everything and being like Jesus. And so they were not just trying to thank Jesus for what he had done, but they really were in that process of saying, Lord, we want to be like you. We want to change. We want to be your temple. And so, again, when we hear, hear uh, you know, Paul and the apostles of the New Testament church talking about we are the temples of the Holy Spirit, right, or we're the temple of God, they're saying we were the temples for his presence so that, you know, Paul says, you know, uh, that we shouldn't defile our temple because if we do, God will destroy us. And so we can see that our life isn't our own. Those, those are statements that have a lot of weight to them, that today within the churches and the body of Christ, we don't see people thinking like that or believing like that. Really, you know, we go to church more as a ritualistic thing than a relationship thing. And for those of you that are out there listening to this program, it is about a relationship. You know, years ago, I realized that, you know, I was living a life that was more of a traditional Christian than a Christian that had a relationship with Jesus. And we should be more in that area of saying, Lord, I want to be like you. Lord, I want that revelation of of who you are. I want to know you. I want to hear from you. And, you know, my whole life changed. My prayer life, everything about my life began to press really into wanting that relationship. 
And as the Lord began to open that relationship up more and more, I was really shocked because, you know, all of a sudden the Lord was speaking to me about things in my life, things uh, he wanted me to deal with, things in life he wanted me to change, uh, even, you know, um, things in this life, giving me guidance with it and, and speaking to me about, you know, I want you to do this or I want you to do that. I I want you to do this trip to this area because, you know, I want to touch these people. And because of that, you know, really, I just got to the point where when I realized that, you know, the Lord would speak to us and show us things. I just wanted everybody to have that experience. Really, I, I felt like, wow, if if I can get others to have that experience, it'll change everything within their lives. And so I became excited about that and really just hungry to see people go through that relationship with the Lord and uh, see that change. But really, you know, when I think about it, the the veil had to come off of my eyes. I had to see something that uh, and learn something that I did not learn in uh the religious systems. Uh, I want to go over right now to Second Corinthians chapter three. Paul talks a little bit about what we're what I'm talking about right now, and that you know the Lord really requires us to be in a relationship with Him. That that relationship not only will change us, but it'll change others, because you know God wants to be seen. You know I've spoken about that in Romans chapter one, but in reality, this is something that he wants from each and every Christian. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse 14, but the, their minds were blinded for until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. Meaning when we're anointed, when the Holy Spirit comes within us, the very presence of Jesus comes into our life. And that is a revelation of who Jesus is. So amazingly, the veil is removed. Amen. The veil is taken away when Jesus touches us. So what veil is being talked about here by Paul? Well, You've heard me talk about the word revelation in the Greek, and that word is apocalypse. And many people think that the apocalypse is about the end of the world. But in reality, when we look at this word, apocalyptos, it's two Greek words put together. That that word apo means to destroy something so that um, nothing is... Uh, you can't go back to it. And the word calyptos means the veil. So the apocalypse is the destruction of the veil or the the veil that can never stand in the way of two people ever again. Amen. So if something is veiled, it means we can't see it. It's, it's, it's unaccessible to us. And one of the things that was veiled was the glory of God. And we need to understand that the Lord wants to remove the veil so that we can see what he's saying. Amen. But interestingly enough, in 2 Corinthians, Paul here, chapter 3, is saying the minds were blinded for until this 
this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament. So when we're veiled, Paul is saying our mind is blind. Our minds, the way we think is blind, meaning we can't see anything other than the way we see scripture and the reading of the Old Testament. So Paul was saying the Jews were really blind. They couldn't see what the Old Testament was really saying. Why? He's saying there was a veil over the Old Testament. And he said that the only way that we can really see and remove this veil is through Jesus and through what the Holy Spirit is doing by being anointed, actually. When we look, you know, that says the veil is taken away in Christ. Well, Christ means to be anointed or the anointed one. Amen. So if I'm anointed of God, my veils are taken away. So I've, I've been in Christed. The Lord has given me his anointed, anointing. Amen. The word Christ is comes from the Hebrew word Mashiach. And Mashiach or Messiah means the one who has been anointed. So obviously the Lord gives us the oil and anoints us also with what he's done. And we see that in the parable of the virgins. If you remember, the virgins didn't have enough oil in their lamps. Well, what was the oil? It was their understanding. So here you can see Paul's explaining that, but their minds were blinded. For until the same day, the veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in the anointing or in Christ. So when when the Lord anoints us, we want to see things that we never seen before. We want to know Jesus in the way we never know, knew him before. But our minds can be blinded to what's getting ready to happen. If you remember in the parable of the virgins, the wise went and bought the oil and the foolish didn't. So when the foolish all of a sudden found out it was time to go by, it was too late because what happened was uh, they didn't have enough oil for what God was getting ready to do or they hadn't, they didn't have enough understanding of what the Lord was releasing or the, you know, the understanding of the New Test, Old Testament. In some ways, even the New Testament, amen? So the veil is taken away in Christ. So when we're anointed, what happens? The veil is taken away. So if the veil is taken away, that's where we get the word apocalypse from, to destroy the veil. So really the book of Revelations is about the church that is blind to what God is getting ready to do. The virgins were blind to what God was really getting ready to do. Uh, you know, uh, another word for blind, uh, it says they, the virgins, they were all asleep. Well, when you're sleeping, it literally means you can't see what's going on around you because your eyes are closed to it, or you're also blind to what's happening. So, or you're asleep to what's happening. Kids could be, you know, tearing up the house, but if you're sleeping in a deep sleep, you'll never notice. You'll never understand what's going on. So when we see this scripture that Paul's talking about in 1 Corinthians 3, he said, what were they blind to? The understanding of the Old Testament. Because the veil is taken away in Christ. Meaning there's things in the Old Testament that we need an apocalypse on, that we need to see. The veil needs to be removed so we can see deeper in what the Lord is talking about. Hallelujah. So if the veil is taken away in Christ, that means we need the Holy Spirit to show us what the Lord is saying, what he's getting ready to do. So in the New Testament, this veil 
when it's taken away, like I said, is an apocalypse. It is a revelation. So when we see something we've never seen before, it is a revelation. So here Paul is saying the Jews did not really have a revelation of the Old Testament. But interestingly enough, as we look in the New Testament, there must be things at the end of the age that God is revealing to us. That's why there's the word apocalypse. God is moving into these things, showing us these things, unveiling these things so we can really see what he's saying and doing. We can really understand where we are in God's divine plan. So that's that's the problem right now is so many things are happening, but people are veiled to it. And they really need an apocalypse in order to understand what is really being said. Because Hebrews 10.20 tells us that the veil is the flesh. So when we understand the veil is the flesh, we got too much flesh in the way that we need to see what the Lord is saying to us and to our children, hallelujah, for us and for our children, amen. Before we get back into this teaching, VOH Radio would like to send you my book, Access Behind the Veil, The Coming Glory, an overview of many years of study into the early church fathers and their accounts of end time events. Order your copy now by visiting voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. For this month, we want to give our listeners a code for 10% off on our new 2021 Pentecost merchandise line. To use this code, visit us at voh.church backslash merch and click on the Pentecostal line and use the code FIRE2021. That code again is FIRE2021 to purchase today. We want to thank you for partnering with us at VOH Radio and reaching the nations. It says, nevertheless, but even to this day when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Now, isn't this interesting? If we go back to verse 14, but their minds were blinded. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. So there's a veil that has blinded their minds, a veil over their minds, amen? But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their hearts. So here is one of those things that Paul is saying, the veil is over the mind or the veil is over the heart. So the heart and the mind are being linked together in that area of understanding. But when we understand the early church theology about the heart, the heart really has everything to do with the the soul. So our soul can be veiled because when when we're checking our soul, it literally is saying that our mind has been... um, uh, our understanding, our, the way we think about things. That's really our soul. The early church said, if you want to check your soul, you got to check the way you think about things. So the Lord wants to open this up so that we understand that the mind, the soul, the inner being, the way we think has to be changed here. Amen. And this all has to do with the veil being removed. Amen. So verse 16, nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. So what do we have to do? We have to turn, hallelujah, to the Lord. But 
This word in the Greek, epistropho, is the word for conversion. We have to be converted. Amen. Or this word also means to come back to obedience or righteousness. Amen. So, but we all with, uh, sorry, but nevertheless, when one turns, when one is converted to the Lord, the veil is taken away. So when I go back, and I want to be right with God. What's he do? He removes the veils. He removes the blindness. He takes away the veil that's over the heart. Verse 17 says, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's liberty from what? There's liberty from the flesh. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has now come into our life to open our eyes to what the Lord is doing, amen. But we all, with unveiled face, behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. But we all, with unveiled face. So the Lord wants to get the veil off of our face. Why, Why does he want to remove the veil from our face? Meaning, who wears a veil over their face? It's a woman that's getting ready to be married. So when Moses went up to Mount Sinai and God revealed to him the Torah, the Bible says that when Moses came down the mountain, there was a veil over his face because, or there, his face, it shined. It's the glory was on him so heavy that literally these rays of light come shooting out of his face. And so when you looked at Moses, it was like looking into the sun. Hallelujah. But notice the people, the Bible says that literally the people ran away from Moses. In the oral writings of the Jews, it says that the people just ran. They were terrified. It says not only the people ran, the animals ran, everything ran from the presence of Moses. So why would they run? Because the glory, the manifestation of God's presence is literally terrifying. So when Moses uh, uh, comes down with this realm of glory on him, the people start saying, Moses, put a veil on your face. We don't want to see this glory, right? So isn't it interesting that the veil over the face here is being symbolic of the veil going into the Holy of Holies, the apocalypse, the removal of the veil. So we have to understand that the veil over the face literally means we're not married. We're veiled to see what's going on behind the glory, in the glory realm. And the Lord is saying, I want this veil off of you so that you can see my glory. Amen. But we all with unveiled face behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So we are being transformed into the same image of the Lord. That's a powerful statement. Because when we looked into when when we look into this word metamorpho, it literally speaks of something that's transformed 
or morphed into another image. To change, this word means to change into another form, to be transformed. Hallelujah, Christ's appearance. So we're being metamorphosed or changed into Jesus's image. That's what he's asking us to do, to look like him. But we all with unveiled face behold us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. So every time we see revelation, every time the Lord unveils something to us, that unveiling transforms us into his image. It takes the blindness off of our minds. It takes the veil off of our hearts so the Lord can write his word in our heart, our soul, and in our mind. That we can be metamorphosed, transformed, but we all with unveiled face behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image. So you and I, are being transformed into his image, all because the Holy Spirit has taken the veil off of us. So if the veil is off, when we look at the Old Testament, we should be able to see that there's more to it because the veils are off. Amen. And Lord wants to bring us into this realm where we're being set free. Hallelujah. And that can only happen, only through the Lord revealing and manifesting his divine nature to us. It's so important that we understand that the Lord is taking these veils off of us so that we are prepared for this next season and for this next move. The love that he has for us and the heart that he has for us that he's removing our veils so that we can see, hallelujah, what his divine plan and purpose is. And that, that is the important thing, that the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, is, is looking for those that want him in their life. They, they want his presence. They want this transition they want this transformation this unveiling so that they know and understand what they're being called to amen hallelujah and and we really need to begin to look because if we don't we could miss everything that the lord has in store for us why because we didn't buy the oil see this is all about oil this is all about revelations. This is all about God putting something into us, hallelujah, that we didn't have in the past or that we couldn't see in the past, amen? Our mind is blinded to that. So God wants us to be transformed by, obviously, the renewing of our mind. And that all comes through the, the process of revelation, the love of the word, the, the power of the word that has the ability to transition our mind 
to bring us into a way of thought that would not only change us, metamorphose us, but it would change others around us. And that's where we need to understand, Lord, it's so important that we turn ourselves over, that we surrender, that we can be part of what you're really saying and what you're doing. Because without it, we can miss the whole thing. Amen. Just think about driving down a road with a, with a mask over your head. How, how, how's that going to work? Obviously, you knew you would never do it because you would end up in an accident. And I think we need to understand that really to be veiled would be a much greater accident because in that process of preparing and getting ready, you know, we, we really wouldn't be getting ready. We would, uh, we would be trying to, you know, look at the things of the cares of the world and we would not be um, preparing ourselves for what God wants to do within us. We also see it in Second Thessalonians that, you know, Paul talks about the great falling away. Why? Because they're asleep to what the Lord is getting ready to do. So you can see the spirit of slumber, the uh, being veiled, it can be a prop, a big problem. And the reason it's a big problem, because we're unaware. Hebrews 10, 20 says that Jesus being our high priest has made a better way for us by going through the veil, which is the flesh. So the problem with being veiled literally means I'm too fleshly. I'm too worried about the cares of this world. And because of my concerns about the cares of the world, I'm not getting myself ready. I'm asleep to those things. And I'm not anointed. I don't have the oil in my lamp. Uh, Revelations 1.20 says that the lamp is symbolic of the seven churches. The seven golden lampstands is symbolic of the seven churches. And you've heard me talk about how the menorah is really the seven golden lampstands. So if the menorah is the seven golden lampstands or the churches, then we gotta we gotta ask ourselves, is our menorah burning? Is there a fire in us for the things of the kingdom of God? Am I burning with a passion and a desire for Christ? And saints, I'm sorry, but that's not gonna happen with services for an hour long, an hour and a half on Wednesdays and Sundays. The fire should be in us all the time for all the right reasons that we are in love with Jesus. And the only way that that will happen is we got to get out of this spirit of religion and start understanding this, the spirit of the kingdom because that's what you're called to. I'm Mike Petro, and this is VOH Radio. God bless you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Your financial gift helps the Voice of Healing Radio bring revelation to God's kingdom and to the nations. Have a testimony or prayer request? Call us at 1-877-440-3737. 
That's 1-877-440-3737. Or send us an email at radio at voh.church. And don't forget to add VOH Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for your current updates. This is the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro.